Welcome back to State House with Frank Santos. Today's guest is Andrea Sparks. Uh, Andrea has been a longtime child advocate and has made uh, protecting children her life's work. Uh, as a young attorney, she represented children uh, in CPS and juvenile justice cases. Uh, she's been the director of public affairs at Texas CASA and uh, director of the Texas office of the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Uh, she also served as the director of the governor's child sex trafficking team. And now she is director of government affairs at Buckner International and uh, co-founder of a new nonprofit group called Not On Our Watch Texas. We'll talk about that. We're starting a new series of podcasts specifically addressing what I call the offensive facing our children and the rights of parents to protect their children. David Hinkle will be joining me uh, on this series of podcasts. David is a longtime friend and business partner, but he's also has a passion to help uh, children as well as veterans, and he put that to work by forming the Warrior National Foundation. And their sole purpose is to assist and support veterans and work to fight child trafficking. Today, we're going to talk uh, about some very tough issues regarding the awful truth about child trafficking in Texas. And so I'd like to just put a warning out there to everyone listening and watching that uh, this is really for mature audiences. Thank you. Welcome to State House, Andrea. And uh, uh, today we've got uh, Dave Hinkle with us, my co-host on this series of uh, this particular issue. Uh, one of the things that David and I have talked about a lot is um, it's very personal to us. We're all parents, but uh, everything that's going on with children uh, all across the board, it's sort of every day there's something new that's happening with um, uh, two children. Um, and it seems like they don't have, um, they're one of the constituencies out there that don't have their own lobby. Uh, they really don't other than their parents. There is uh, a little bit of a, a, a offensive against parents in some places. Um, and you know, all those, all of those things really make me nervous as a parent. Now my kids are out and, um, of high school and, and one's out of college so, and there are also two boys, so it's a little bit different than I think if, if you've had, if you have girls and, but social media and all the things that are going on, the border issue, a lot of what we, you know, wanted to talk with you about is the, the whole human trafficking issue. We, we did have a, a podcast with uh, Deliver Fund and I learned some things from that conversation that I didn't even realize that were real. I, I, I mean, I think that what you hear about is you think that there's, um, well, I think what I, what I heard was I think 79,000 uh, right now girls are being trafficked in the U.S., something like that. And you, Texas. you can, in yeah. Texas. And that most of them are um, 
Americans and not, you know, from coming across the border. So, you know, there's there's all those little issues that I, I, I mean, you know, as much as we can cover today, and I think you're just sort of, you're, you're, you're right in the sweet spot when it comes to those issues you've been involved in, in trafficking for so long and such an advocate. So anti-trafficking, anti-trafficking. Thank you. Sorry. (laughs) Anti-trafficking. That's correct. I know you are recently involved in some new awareness campaigns and I wanted to give you a chance to kind of start off with that. Tell us about that. Well, let me, let me talk about the 79,000 first. Okay. There's a lot of misinformation out there and it's, it's not anybody's fault. It's just very confusing and a complicated issue. That was actually a study that we paid for at the governor's office. Um, where the University of Texas did an estimate based on a bunch of different factors, risk factors, population in Texas, on um, those who are likely exploited, either trafficked by a third party person, or sometimes kids are bought by a buyer and there's not a third party trafficker. And we still call that exploitation or trafficking, both federally and in the state. And um, it was actually 79,000, I think it was in 2016, the estimate was 79,000 youth up to age 24 were very likely to be ex- exploitation victims um, at, at the time. And at the time that study came out, I remember being shocked and also saying, come on, UT, y'all can do better than that. That can't be real. Um, but the more I'm in this fight, I mean, it seems like a more accurate number. And um, especially when you look at what's going on online, which is where I've kind of turned my attention a little bit. Um, And frankly, it's because where the predators have turned their attention, Um, which leads me into this new kind of project I have, a volunteer project. Um, Aren't they all volunteers? <laughs> I don't know. You know, the problem is once you know this stuff, you can't give up. No. Yeah. And so, you know, listeners beware. <laughs> you might be listening to something that's yeah. going to change your life, but um, it definitely changed mine. So after, you know, working on these issues as a professional and at NICMIC and at the governor's office, I'm now working in prevention and um, working um governmental relations at the state house here at the state house <laughs> um, for Buckner International and we we literally prevent trafficking by empowering the vulnerable um, not only in Texas but all over the world but at the same time I cannot ignore what's happening to our children online especially in the last few years with covid so um while I was at the governor's office, we we were looking at starting, we, we had talked to Mrs. Abbott. She was all on board. We were going to have an event to kind of launch this thing through the Governor's Commission for Women, um, which one of their tasks given by the governor is anti-human trafficking work, as well as um, Texas Women in Business was going to be involved. And we we're going to have this big event at the Capitol to bring awareness around human trafficking. Mm-hmm. And what it really looks like, right? What you know, kids in our neighborhoods, kids um, who may not look like they're in chains or tied up, like some of the images we see, unfortunately, in the media. But 
boys, girls, familial trafficking. We're seeing a lot of familial trafficking. No one thinks about that. It's not always a pimp, right? It's grandma, it's auntie, it's dad, unfortunately. Um, and, And we were planning on doing this in June of 2020 and we met about it in March and literally in the coffee shop we were meeting the, the waiter came over and he said, hey, we're closing down at two today. And we we're like, why? He said, well, the pandemic. And we were like, oh no, <laughs> right? So we're like, okay, put that on pause. But what happened during that time, uh, you know, God works in mysterious ways, is that it was very apparent to us that we needed to focus, we learned during that time, more and more on on the online grooming and exploitation of our youth. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of cases being reported to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children went up by 547% during COVID. Well, that's, what, that's all people were doing is sitting in their house on their computer or on their phone. Exactly. Yeah. And I don't know if y'all remember hearing, you hear a news story every once in a while of, um, a class being done, you know, online and a predator popping up yeah. on the Google Docs and showing kids crazy stuff. Like, yeah. you know, they do that to groom kids. They show them pornography, bestiality, like, you know, stuff that kids, they don't want to They would see. never seek it out. Right. It's, yeah. Right. Um, so now is the time we have started, literally now, not on our watch, Texas. Um, and it is basically Texas Women in Business, Governor's Commission for Women, and we are rallying and educating mama bears all over the state. We've already had several other states approach us (laughs) to bring it to their states um, to, to educate themselves on what is really happening with our kids and simple, simple ways to talk to your kids about it, um, to handle the whole fight that we have over these things. I'm holding a smartphone in my hand, right? Yeah. Um, which if you're a parent, this has become the bane of your existence yeah. <laughs> you know, with your kids. It's a constant fight. And, and also if something happens and it's very likely it will on how to address it, how to report it and how to keep your kids safer. Question. Uh, so when you say educating, you know, mama bears at what where do you start? Like, at what point do you try to uh, get in front of, you know, some of these, some of the moms and start getting them educated? Is it at the elementary school level? Go that. F- what we decided to do is, is keep with this theme of Texas Women in Business. You know, we have a strong business community in Texas. Mm-hmm. We have uh, the Governor's Commission for Women are all, you know, entrepreneurs um, and we have a strong relationship with Texas Women in Business, which is an actual organization here with chapters in Lubbock and Houston and San Antonio and Austin. And um, we decided to really, instead of going through the schools or, you know, there's so much going on in the schools. I mean, yeah. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah, you know? it is. I don't know how we're keeping teachers. I mean, school is not what it was <laughs> when we went to school and when our kids went to school. And I'm just, I'm sad. I'm sad that our kids have to have you know, uh, we, we would hide under the desk, like if a nuclear war drill went on, you know, but how likely was that these days, our kids are drilling active shooter. Mm. Yeah. And I just, 
Don't know, you know how you learn. It's funny you say that because, um, so my youngest is now 19. Mm-hmm. So he's only a couple of years out of high school. And we've had a lot of time to talk, you know, you know, over the last uh, couple of years. And during, when they're in high school, they won't talk to you. They don't want to tell you much. And even though we have a you know, great relationship and most people have a good relationship with their kids, you know, high school's high school. And, but now that he's out, you know, the stuff that he and his older brother will tell me that went on at the high school, it just blows my mind. Yeah, same. I, it, I'm, I'm like, no, that can't be. That, you know, they're, they're here at Westlake, and I'm thinking, that, didn't, that can't happen there. No, it did. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and, and it was matter of fact for them. It was sort of an everyday thing that things would happen, you know, with kids and drugs and all the stuff going on, some trafficking issues that were, I was just shocked by. Yeah, I mean... It does happen everywhere, right? And I remember a situation, there was a young girl, uh, probably Hill Country. This was Hill Country time, um, who I believe was being trafficked, and we had to report it. Um, There was also Hill Country Middle School? Yes, Hill Country Middle School. Um, There was also an incident. When I worked at the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, I got a call from a mom and crying freaking out because there was, um, you know, all the kids were on Facebook back then. This was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody gets on it. I mean, right? At least our kids, their yeah. age. Doesn't, no, now we're on it. It's, <laughs> but, but, um, there was a kid, it, there was a girl, uh, who was like a, a quote volleyball girl. And she was messaging all these girls who were mutual friends on Facebook and, and saying, Hey, I'm new to the school. I'd love to meet you. Send me a pic. Oh, I see you. You're sporty too. Send me a pic in your sports bra and just, you know, going down that line. Oh, you could be a model. Send me another angle. And when you're a kid, and this was right when, you know, Facebook was hot, hot for yeah. these kids and, and all the pictures. And this was when the athleisure, whatever they call it, started really becoming yeah. a thing. Everyday <laughs> like, wear. Can you put some clothes on before you go to school? <laughs> um, anyway. This girl had befriended a bunch of girls that way and had been getting pictures and one child sent some pictures she shouldn't have. And um, anyway, it, it happens all the time. And I think now we're, we're a little more aware of what's going on. And there are tools that help kids when they post something online or share a photo or uh, you know even an illicit video there are ways to take it down now. And that's really? one of the things I want to share with y'all today. Um, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children has a new program called Take It Down mm-hmm. because they have recognized it. You can talk till you're blue in the face and tell kids, hey, don't talk to people you don't know online. Don't send pictures or don't post pictures that you think your grandma wouldn't want to see. Don't. It's happening. And I'm sorry to tell y'all this, but sending nudes and sexting is kind of part of the dating ritual for I a lot of kids. I think that's one of the things that I learned from my boys that I had no <laughs> idea was was a yeah. ritual. Like it's just part of it's what happens. Flirting. It's, it's flirting. It's, yeah. It's, you know, exactly. used to we used like, to pass what? little notes. I mean, you know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but anyway, so so when that happens. 
And when the boyfriend decides to share it with his whole lacrosse team or football team or buddies on in the band, whatever it is, um, there are ways that uh, Enigma can help kind of um, take it off the internet and some of the sites, which is a new thing and a really important thing. Because unfortunately, the way that social media and our kids' social lives are all online now has really made it more important to them when something like that happens. It can, to them, it ruins their life. Well, they that's exactly right. I was just going to say, you know, for, for someone that's young and it's the first time they're being exposed to something really negative, like your your reputation's going to be ruined. Mm-hmm. I'm going to send this to everybody. And I've, you know, I've heard some of these stories and in their mind, their life's over. Absolutely. And so if they don't have some really good support system behind them, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure that suicide uh, is gone way up because of that. It has. It has. And it's really unfortunate. And I will say, even if they have a really good support system, because it used to be, okay, trafficking, I could come to West, I can say, it's very unlikely that your kids are going to be trafficked, right? Like, um, they have support system. They, they're not homeless. They are not, um, you know, having to scrounge around for drugs or whatever it is. A lot of drugs are in the, (laughs) I hate to say it, prescription drugs are in the cabinets, you know, and, and there was a drug problem at Westlake when my kids were there. I hope that's not the case anymore. Um, but with the online stuff, it's like when you give your kids a phone, you're literally giving them the new white van to take into their bedroom. And so it doesn't matter if you're at Westlake. It doesn't matter if you're at South Lake. It doesn't matter if you're in a gated community and you think your kids are safe. When you give them that phone and they go to bed with that phone or they go to the bathroom with that phone, there's all kinds of things that yeah. can happen. They and can be reached. Where they absolutely. normally would be in a bubble, um, you know, like where we live. Exactly. It's a sort of a, it's a bubble. You know, now you've just given them access to anybody, yeah. wherever they are. And, bubble has been pierced for yeah. sure. Um, and so I, I think that's really important for parents to understand because um, we are seeing more suicides, even in kids who have, you know, loving families, who are have strong families, who eat dinner together every night, you know, do all the things that we strive to do. These predators are so manipulative and these kids' brains are not formed yet. Yeah. Well, and it's almost more powerful, right, in the sense of, they're so worried about what their parents are going to think in that quote unquote good household, right? Like, oh my gosh, to Frank's point, this is the end of my life. That That's and, another good point. Yes. And, and it's funny. So we've talked to, we've got a friend that's a, um, he, he's in Virginia and works for the DOJ and child crimes. And he said the sextortion thing is really on the rise now. Um, which is, you know, kind of what you're talking about, right. Of getting a picture and threatening. And then, and then to your point, he said, there's just more and more cases where these young adults and teens are, are committing suicide because of sextortion. Yeah. I was going to, I'm looking up a stat. Um, there has been in sextortion. Okay, online enticement, which includes sextortion, which is largely sextortion. It's whenever anyone is trying to entice a child online, getting them to send nudes or, or videos or anything like that. Um, 
there has been an increase of 219% between 2021 and 2023. And financial extortion, y'all, this is the new thing. You know, you said earlier, Frank, I'm glad I had boys and it's a little different, but this is actually targeting boys. And this has gone up so dramatically in the past six months um, that Nick Mikas had really starting to pay attention. What's happening is you have crime rings in West Africa who are targeting teenage boys, usually 14 to 16, and um, acting like they're a girl, sending a picture, you know, sending more pictures that might be a little more risque, getting him to send pictures, and then immediately within hours saying, okay, you need to go get me $1,000 right now in the next 30 minutes. Or I'm, ex- I'm sending or this it to- This is going everywhere, to your school, your parents, your your priest, you know, um, your football team, whatever it is. And um, the way they do it, they are so good at it. The kids, the kids believe it, of course they do. I yeah. mean, and the thought of that, that's like, can you imagine being, your whole life is on there. So we've seen a rash of suicides because of that. Um, and um, I'm, I'm happy to see that at least in one case, they are extraditing some Nigerians to Michigan uh, based on a case where a boy who was 16 took his own life because of this. Yeah. But it's really hard to hold those folks accountable. I mean, yeah, and what they got, what, a few out of probably hundreds, hundreds of these probably... Hundreds. Uh, Gangs of folks that are doing this, this yeah. sextortion. Yes. This goes back to the education piece, right? Hey, this is not, we're, we're not telling you all this because we're trying to scare you and get your clicks, right? It's, hey, we want you to be vigilant because it's real. And yeah. we don't want to scare you, but it is very scary. Yeah. And, and it's everywhere. We had, we had one of the guys from Deliver Fund, Sal Hernandez. I don't know if you know Sal. He, he, we did a quick show, and Frank, we, he had a great analogy of kind of when we grew up, right, which we give my age. Andrea, I know you're much younger than Frank and I, but I'm, we're, the, old, I'm <laughs> the old guy. No, I'm the old guy here. <laughs> but it was, you know, his, he always says, and I love this, and we've said this on Frank's show before, but it was, uh, he said, you know, when, when I was growing up and your parents went to the grocery store and they were going to be gone for 30 minutes, it was, hey, don't answer the door if anybody knocks. Mm-hmm. And he said, the cell phone is now the front door and it's always open. Yep. And, um, you yep. know, they allude, and I know that Deliver Fund and we know the stats, but I don't have them in front of me. We should look them up. But kind of to your, when you start talking about all these massive increases, none of these increases that Andrea just talked about are, hey, it's up 12%. It's 200%. It's, you know, 150% every year over the last 12 years. And they highlight the fact of, trafficking in the US and probably worldwide similar numbers but but the increase it's not covid it's when the smartphone was invented mm-hmm. that the tr- these traffickers and perpetrators are in they're using cell phone and social media and it is no coincidence that these numbers are up so dramatically because it's so easy for them to target kids and young adults and just people in general through, through these apps. And, and different kids. So, you know, we used to say, okay, don't go to the mall 
and hang out by yourself, right? Yeah. Um, traffickers are at bus stops. They're at the residential treatment centers waiting for kids to run away. Right. All that's still true, but they can do this from the comfort of their own home. And they can be grooming hundreds of kids at the same time. Yeah, they only have to they only have to get one. They only have you to know, get one. they could be hunt they could throw out a net to hundreds, but they only have to get that one and they've ruined that person's. And they life. will groom them. They will the way they groom them is they expose them to pornography very young. The brain is not ready for that, right? And it, it kind of normalizes it. And so when they ask a kid to do something online, it's it's not so bad because that's what they've been watching, Yeah. right? I talked to a mom who her daughter, when she was 12 years old, her mom found things on her phone that she didn't recognize. It was images of her own daughter. She couldn't recognize them. And then she realized when she dug deeper, her daughter had been exposed to pornography at 10 years old by these people who were grooming her and getting her to send videos on her own. So she's essentially being trafficked. Trafficked. Her mom calls her digitally trafficked. Yeah. Because they were selling this. She was doing it at home. Um, And she lost all of her teenage years with her daughter. Mm. So she had to go to treatment. You know, it's just, these people don't care. It's about money. Yeah. And they don't care about our kids. And so I agree. It's not about scaring people. It's literally like, please have a talk with your kid today to say, hey, if something like this happens, you know, it's very likely that these people aren't real. And if anything, if you share a video or a photo, I got you, babe. I love you. Don't, don't hesitate to come wake me up in the middle of the night. You know, we will figure this out together. You will not be in trouble. We will, we will make you safe. We have to tell that to our kids because it is more likely than not that something will happen now. I mean, it's not, we can't say, hey, don't post a photo. Don't, you know, mm. it's more likely than not. They're going to share photos with somebody. It's going to get out there. Yeah. And it's more likely than not that a predator is going to get, you know, get into contact with them on an app or on a gaming device. They're all over the games now. Yeah. That, I hear that a lot. So both of my boys are big gamers. And, and that's another thing I didn't realize that on the, you know, on the, um, the site where they communicate all the time. I'm trying to think of the name of it right now. I, I can't so think of it, but it's, it's, he it, it said it's prevalent. It's everywhere. And they'll get spammed yes. by these people trying to get them to do things. And in their heads, they just sort of ignore it. But I had no idea that it was that bad. Mm-hmm. And the gaming side, I mean, I knew there was always stuff, but they were like, oh yeah, it's real bad on, on there. And it's, it's uh, before I forget, by the way, so not on my watch. Y'all have y'all have a I'm assuming you have you've got a website and all that. How can people get yes, more information? Yes, please. Um not on our watch tx.com. Um we just launched the website. We just launched this awareness campaign uh September seventh with uh Cecilia Abbott. And we're gonna continue going. We have a Facebook page, we have an Instagram page, we have a LinkedIn page, we don't have TikTok or we're not, we're moms, you know, we're not, <laughs> but, but it's really to get to other moms well, and, you know, and but, Papa Bears too. Uh, uh, this is interesting. 
yeah, Papa Bears too. I mean, and I'm one of those, right? Yes. So and so is so is David. What is it? What is it again, Andrews? Not on our watch. TX. Okay. Com. Thanks for joining us on this episode of State House. You can find this podcast anywhere you find your podcast today. If you like our program and you want to see more, please subscribe, like it, share it with others. If you've got a comment, leave us a comment. Anything that makes us better, we appreciate. And we really appreciate if you like it to give us a five-star review. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.